The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hard to believe that for some of you, this is the last time that you will be worrying about who to start who to sit in your fantasy football lineups for the rest of the season as we approach the fantasy football championships. Ah, man, it's bittersweet because you know that you've reached the end of a grueling season, but yet you really, really want to keep going with it. And uh, maybe you play till week 18. I don't know. A lot of you guys don't. I know I don't. Uh, but to help you set your championship rosters, I've brought in the big guns. Uh, I brought in Andrew LeDuc back to the show, and he is going to hopefully uh, get us some fantasy championships. So, Andrew, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. We're going to get you guys further than I was able to get this year. Oh, so. no. What I happened? Lost in, semis, lost in the semis last week. Dude, I ran into just absolute balls of fire on the other team I, I i put up 141 in one league but lost to 153 and then in a 14 team ppr league my opponent put up 210 points like what are you gonna do <laughs> it's just, god it was so, so hit or I, miss last week wasn't it i mean it was like you either had yeah. everybody that went off or you did not if, in my home league if i had played amon ross st brown over Derek carr in my superflex, which i didn't because i did not trust tim boyle i would have won and that's what it comes down to. You know, and that's the thing, too. You could play what it coulda, shoulda all day long in these. Um, and that's really why uh, we're, we're trying to help you get a fantasy football championship because I have seen... So last week we did like the toilet or last episode we did the toilet bowl episode where we were trying to keep you from getting in the last place. Well, now we're trying to get you to win. So I, as I always do, look across because I want to know what people are actually talking about. I could come up with names all by myself if I wanted to. I could go with all the trendy names, but I want to see what you guys out there are talking about because you're the ones ultimately making the decisions. And if I see names pop across my online feed uh, more often than not, that means a lot of you are struggling with these decisions decisions and these uh, players to choose. So we're going to talk down 10 streaming options because this is kind of where we're at. I mean, your studs are your studs, but there are folks that do stream quarterback position, do stream tight end and do stream DSTs along the way. And uh, again, if you're looking for help, a lot of these guys are still available on the waiver wire and, and are, are really, we're going to decide 
between me and Andrew whether or not they're actual good streaming options or not because uh, based on what you guys are talking about out there. Uh, again, I know that I'm heading into the fantasy championships in two of my leagues that I'm going on, and uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm actually eyeballing a couple of these defenses here. So I'm going to have Andrew let me know if I'm on the right track or not uh, as far as this is concerned. So we'll see what we can do for We'll you. see what we can do. Andrew, are you ready to put three minutes on the clock and get down to business? I'm ready. Let's take it. Let's do it. All right. Three minutes on the clock. Let's start out at the quarterback position because this could be very important this week. Uh, not very many of you that have been rolling to the fantasy championship have been rolling with Jimmy Garoppolo. So all of a sudden with news of his injury, Trey Lance is a giant name that is making huge waves across the fantasy uh, world as everybody's trying to speculate on whether or not Trey Lance is a valuable streaming option this week. Um, as a 49ers fan, Andrew, I'm just going to go ahead and out on a limb and say, I don't think so. Uh, I think Jimmy G is still going to play. He's leaning that way. But Andrew, I want to know what your thoughts are on Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, that whole situation over there. I mean, so what? When did the news change that he might play? Because I thought he what he was leaning towards not playing. Actually, so did that just changed today. Yeah, well, no, they've been bouncing back and forth where they say he's fine, he may play, he's not practicing, but he's still thinking that he's going to play. Uh, again, Shanahan had sort of alluded to the fact that they haven't made up their mind on Jimmy yet. So, again, sure. well, I mean, look, if they were smart. I'm playing Lance because I just they got to get the kid the exposure. They've already messed it up with him for this first year, in my opinion. So. Um, might as well get the kid in there. And, and you know what? This would be a good spot for him because if he does play, I, I don't mind him as a streamer. Do I think he's going to he's gonna go crazy and get you 20-plus points? No, but I think he would be a little bit safe for you and get you somewhere in the 13-16 to 16 range because he's he's got that rushing ability that we've shown that they're going to use it when he's in there. And frankly, they're going to put him in for plays just specifically to rush. So I, I would if he played, I would count him to get a rushing touchdown. Um, he's up there. When, when I was doing my research, I was curious what this matchup um you know looked like for him uh, for um what's it called here the for um sorry I just had a blank there for for rushing quarterbacks in in this matchup and uh with the attempts that he's getting he's up there with a top 10 rushing quarterback in the league right now as far as the attempts and the yards so his potential for touchdowns so if they're going to put him in there you know they're going to run plays that work to his benefit which will be on the ground we know he has a an arm that he can launch it accuracy is another thing but if he plays I think he's a decent streamer. I'm not putting him in like a, I'm not going to stream him in a one QB league, but if you need a super flex or a two QB and someone blocks you on a bunch of other guys, he's worth a shot in my opinion. Well, you talked about rushing quarterbacks against, and really the Texans have actually done pretty good against most of them, except for the fact mm -hmm. that uh, Josh Allen busted loose in week four for 41 yards against him. But other than that, it's been sort of uh, quiet. Herbert only had 15 yards. I wouldn't say Lawrence is a rushing quarterback. So, I mean, they've been doing well against the rushing quarterbacks, but here's the thing. They're the Texans. And, and they, uh, short of last week, what they actually did to the Chargers and embarrassed the Chargers, um, they've still been giving up quite a few points to the quarterback. They, they still gave up 18.9 to Justin Herbert, and uh, Russell Wilson had 21.2. So here's the thing. Trey Lance, I don't know if I trust him as a quarterback to stream. I, I'm so cautious about that. But then again, you got to figure that the team that surrounds him has been really good. He's got Debo still. You know, he he actually makes Ayuk look good. If Elijah Mitchell comes back this week, uh, you're talking about a good running threat to take away some of that pressure off a trade to run. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's for me, streaming quarterbacks is a hard thing 
because you rode, you ride kind of with, with what you got there. And Trey Lance is an unknown yeah. quantity at this time. Well, the thing is, so when you're looking at what Houston's faced, they've only faced two top 10 rushing quarterbacks in the league. And that is what, like you said, Allen, who's ranked third as far when it comes to rushing stats and Kyler Murray, who's ranked six. Other than that, every other quarterback they face, you wouldn't consider a rushing quarterback. They're all ranked outside the top 10 in the league in rushing stats. But the two that are in the top 10 has success against them. And I'm like I said, with the attempts that Lance has proven to get that they're going to use him with, I think his stats end up as a comparable to a top 10 rushing quarterback in this matchup specifically in the, this is championship playoffs. We're talking about one week DFS style set in your lineups here. So I, from my opinion, I wouldn't mind playing Lance if I had to, like I said, not as a QB one, but super flex two B two QB, depending on who you start. And I'd have him probably ranked as like the 16th, 17th overall QB for the week. I could imagine playing season long like DFS all year long. That'd be so crazy. Uh, all right, let's move on to another rookie quarterback, somebody who I thought should have been on the doggone 49ers, and that is Justin Fields. Uh, this name keeps popping up as far as whether or not he should uh, be a streaming quarterback and if he should even start, uh, you know, and, and, and against the Giants. This is a really good matchup. I think I already I called the Bears to actually win this game in my Survivor Pool article this week. So again, I have a feeling they're going to have some sort of success against the hapless Giants. Uh, but Andrew, can we trust Justin Fields as a streaming quarterback option in your championship game? If he does play, I think so. Because they were very clear today that they're only going to play him if he's extremely healthy. I think what's even more interesting in this scenario is outside of fancy just from a football standpoint who's making the decision if he plays it's been pretty clear Nagy's going to be fired any second for weeks now and he hasn't I don't know why he hasn't been yet but he's he's obviously out the door so the, is the bear organization really going to let him make that decision or who's making that decision is someone from upstairs stepping in to decide and if it is someone from upstairs and they decide to play him in a situation where they probably shouldn't if he's even a little banged up just, just let the kid heal and get a full off season next year and go to town then. So if the organization decides to start him, are they telling us they're not convinced he is the quarterback they thought he was for the future, or are they just wanted to see a little bit more from him? But in my opinion, we've, we've kind of seen what he is at this point. We know what he's going to be. We, we've seen his skills. I wouldn't play him myself as from a, from a football standpoint, as far as the bears. But if he plays, if he does play, I'm playing him in fantasy. I think he's the best streamer option out of the list we got going for the show. So are we streaming him, though, as a QB1? That, that's my question. I mean, look, if you look back to the last couple of games that he did play, he had 20 points against Green Bay, 16 against uh, Minnesota. So, I mean, these are sort of comparable numbers to what you've been getting out of most of, if not all of, the outside of the top five quarterbacks uh, in, in, the, in the league week to week. So does he slide in as a QB1, or is he only a QB2 super flex type of a play this week? I think he's still a QB2 super flex. I'm just quickly looking at like your typical QB ones for this weekend. I can't see myself starting him over any of them considering their matchups. Um, yeah, like I still think Dak Prescott at home is even a tough matchup is going to do good, and he's in the back end of a QB1. So yeah, I think he's still in the QB2 super flex for, uh, range, but I would start him over Trey Lance. Yeah, oh, if that helps. Sure. No, I, I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's got to help somebody, right? I I don't yeah. know. Honestly, yes, it does. It must. <laughs> I, but that's the thing about it. Like when you start talking about these these types of names, like I get squeamish, and I'm I'm a guy that plays in you know 12, 14 team leagues, and if I'm digging around in that area for these types of guys, uh, chances are I don't know that I'm in the championship matchup, but. <laughs> there are people that play masterfully every week and and can afford to, to take chances on a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields uh, in their lineups, in their championship lineups, I should say, on championship weekend. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I would play with caution. And, and just like you said, Andrew, I, I would probably only roll him out as a QB2 or a super flex um, if he does play. That's the type of value he offers. Mm-hmm. Um if and if we're talking it. super flex, this there's possibly a skill player that I'd start over any of these guys as well. You know, like I said last week, if I had just started Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, it would have been a big different story. You know, 26 points compared to the 7.9 I got from Carr. Like there's probably a lot of skill guys I would be starting over the the quarterbacks we're talking about right now. Yep. I, I agree, especially if you've been rolling with them out all season long and, and even last week when when Fields was out, whoever you probably played in, in his place works. Um you might have actually ended up playing. This next guy we're going to talk about, uh, not last week, of course, because last week he was out. Boy, do we know that. Uh, and the miracle in Miami, thank you very much, or miracle in the in the dome really is what it was, uh, that I won my fantasy, won my way into the fantasy championship as New Orleans took on Miami. But now New Orleans is going to take on Carolina. They very well, and I think will, have Taysom Hill back. And Taysom Hill, if you have been hanging on to him, uh, is is probably going to be your league winner, I think, uh, especially if, if you've been hanging on to him in a two-quarterback league. Um, but, you know, the two games previous to his injury, uh, Dallas and, and the Jets, he had 24 points against Dallas, 26 against the Jets. He's been a rushing machine. So, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I know where this answer is going, Andrew, but what are we doing with Taysom Hill as far as streaming is concerned? I mean, if you got him and he is, it look, it, you're right, it looks like he's going to play this week then he's going to be the safest streamer, you know, if we can even call him a streamer. I think he's more locked in as a solid QB2. I mean, same things. We're talking QB2 Superflex here, right? I don't think we're talking streaming QB1s anywhere here. But he would be the closest to, to being a QB1 streamer. Um, what I This is a good example of where I'd caution, if you're considering him and you're, and you're between the fence, you know, a lot of people will will just look at the ESPN little little line they give where you see the, the OPRK ranking on, and you'll, you'll see the red number seven. You know, they go, oh, it's a bad matchup. Sure. Over the course of the year, Carolina Panthers have been a bad matchup for quarterbacks. You look at the last like four weeks, though, that defense is trending down. Um, they're falling out of it. I think this is a perfect opportunity in the dome where we see kind of that Taysom Hill, which used to be a surprise game where he's going to run, he's going to throw, and he's going to look like you know the quarterback that the Saints are paying to typically sit on the bench most weeks. And, and here's the thing. So if you look at, especially our rankings, uh, which are up on our site, the sports gambling podcast, uh, com site and, and take a look at our rankings. He's sitting just outside of that, uh, in a 14 team league starting quarterback, uh, starting QB one range. Uh, the consensus we have him as 16. So even still, you kind of might be able to make a case for him to start over a Tua, uh, against Tennessee you could make a uh, case for him to start over Tannehill uh, against Miami. I don't know that I would, but I mean, Tannehill's sort of been lackluster lately. 
Um, I think the ceiling's higher with Hill than Tannehill. I think that's where you, what you'd be looking at. Well, yeah, because definitely because of the rushing right there. The, yeah. the for sure, because you know that Tannehill's not known to to get out and rush for a ton of yards. Um, and I mean, I I don't know. I feel like I could even make a case for Taysom over Russell Wilson. Call me crazy, but even against the Detroit Lions, I have a feeling that this is not going to be a huge Russell Wilson esque game. I feel like the Lions are going to get taken pretty hard by Penny, and that could limit Russell Wilson's ceiling. So, again, we're talking about starting range in a in a twelve team league. Uh, in some of these cases, definitely in a fourteen for me. Um, but yes, as for sure, like you said, QB two super flex. That's where Taysom Hill lives, and if you've been holding on to him, uh, now's the time to fire him up, right? I, I would be more confident with Taysom yeah. over either one of the two that we just talked about before. Hundred percent, hundred. I actually have him ranked. I have him ranked more in like the fourteen range, so it's slightly higher than what you guys have him. But yeah, the the Russell Wilson comment though is extremely interesting because he has his ceiling hasn't been what we're used to, especially in recent weeks. And that's a team that they're out of the playoffs. That they got nothing to play for. Like you said, they're they're kind of running Rashad Penny wild right now. Well, that's the expectation. So um, I think it, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if if Taysom Hill put up you know like twenty two points and Wilson was in the fourteen point range. It, it wouldn't be a surprise. Nope, it would not, especially against the Panthers. Uh, and he's out there in about half of leagues. So uh, look around if you're if you're really feeling dicey and you really want to take a, a dice roll uh, heading into your championship game, <laughs> and you want to put your championship hopes on Taysom Hill. Uh, by all means, he's probably out there for you. Uh, all right, let's move on to the tight end position. This is one where people normally stream anyways. This is, a, a, a I think, where people feel more comfortable streaming. I Again, I don't know how you stream quarterbacks. I don't have the, the guts. I don't have the wherewithal to, to take chances on different quarterbacks every week. Uh, I want to draft a decent one and hang on to them. But tight end, I can do this with. Uh, and, and one interesting name that I keep seeing popping up the, all over the place right now is Evan Ingram. For good and for bad. I mean, obviously, Evan Ingram is not what we expected him to be all season long. He's been a far cry of himself, but he got into the end zone last week. He's done it a couple of times this season, three to be exact. Uh, he's had 10 targets over his last two games. Well, and even going back farther, uh, what is it, uh, 15, 29 targets over the last couple of games. You know, it's Evan Ingram, take him or leave him. So I, I don't know. What are you going to do, Andrew? <laughs> How the mighty have fallen, man. Evan Ingram was supposed to be like a league top three tight end for years going forward. And um, I think a lot of that has to do with his injuries and then obviously the system that is around and that's just such a mess in that in New York there. But um, it's interesting because with this whole kind of Jake Fromm, Mike Glennon, you know, committee approach that that once again, the Giants have been pretty clear that they're going to kind of run out this week that you can expect them both to see some time. He's had more of his success this year with either one of those quarterbacks under center. When you look at his points, two of his better games, which isn't saying a lot because we're talking about 10 points here. I think his best game of the year was 12 points, but um, two of those, he had two 10-point games in the last four weeks between these two quarterbacks taking action. So I I feel more confident than if Daniel Jones was under center with him in there. Um, You know, I think... I think he'd be a good, make you know, a floor of maybe around like eight points. Like I'm not expecting a lot, but if he gets the end zone, I think you can get 14, 15 out of him, and that would be that would be superb as a streamer. Well, last week, play, especially in the championship week. Oh, for sure. And last week, if you look back against Seattle, Gerald Gerald Everett, uh, four catches, sixty eight yards, and found the end zone. Yeah. Uh, very well could be an instance where this is the same for uh, Evan Ingram because, again, what do those Giants really have? 
and and even still, when you're talking about Evan Ingram being still one of the main weapons that they have, uh, it just tells you how much of a shambles this Giants team is. And uh, I have a feeling that at the very least, now look, I'm hoping that Evan Ingram stays out of the end zone because I'm. I'm we'll talk about why in a little while. Uh, but if he does manage to get into the end zone uh, and salvage a day uh, and get four catches for six, if he has the same Gerald Everett line, and look, you even look back, Mercedes Lewis had four catches, 51 yards. He didn't get in the end zone. Uh, but Hawkinson, you know, three catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. So uh, Pat Fryermuth, two touchdowns against him. This this Chicago offense has let uh, tight ends do some things against him. And I think if you're going to stream a tight end and you're looking at Evan Ingram, it very well could be it. He's out there, 70% of leagues in Yahoo, about 70% in mm-hmm. ESPN. So if you need a streamer, he's still out there. This is after waivers run, too. So he could still be out there yeah. for you. I'm fine with him as a streamer. Yep. I, I think you could do worse uh, as a streamer than Evan Ingram. And let's talk about worse. Uh, I see these two <laughs> names pop up. And because, one... I put two names on the list. Normally, it's it's usually just one that we talk about. But in this instance, between Ricky Seals-Jones or John Bates, I think we have to talk about both of them in the same breath. Because, one, if you are trying to stream a Washington football team tight end, uh, first of all, you don't know which one to stream. And second of all, we don't even know which one's going to show up and play uh, the best. So, uh, Andrew, let, let's talk first about Ricky Seals-Jones and what he could bring to the table if uh, we decide to stream him. Yeah, I need to start off by saying this was a massive, this was an L for me, the Ricky season. I might have even been the, the first time I was on your show that I was pushing him um, to be like a rest of season tight end over some other guys like that were comparable, like a, like a Pat Frymuth or something like that. But um, I believe that he was going to take this position over on a team that tends to use the tight ends. And uh, it just hasn't, ha- it just hasn't happened uh, the whole, it, it's just been a mess. And so I, I, I'll take the L on that, but, for this specific week, um, man, him and John Bates are running pretty similar. Everything I looked at over the last couple of weeks, um, they're running similar routes per game. They're you know getting similar targets, um, they, or at least red zone targets. Uh, Seals Jones does have the edge on overall target share. But over the last four weeks, um, Bates has actually had the higher snap share. And that's more telling to me right there because, you know, you can look at targets, and yes, when Ricky Seals-Jones is in the game, he's getting targeted more, but he's been progressively getting in the game less and less compared to Bates, and that's going to just equal opportunity on audibles. It's going to equal opportunity for design plays to where the ball is more likely to find the hands of John Bates or at least go in the direction of John Bates than Ricky Seals-Jones, and and I'd rather ha- hang my hat on that opportunity than, um, than a lower snap percent share in Ricky Seals-Jones, and look, Bates is more of an unknown. It could be a situation where you know, Washington's trying to see what they have in Bates. We already know what Ricky Seals-Jones is, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to give the edge to Bates over RSJ here, and uh, I'm not saying I'm confident necessarily streaming him in my championship week. I would still put Engram ahead of him most likely, but if I was choosing just between these two, if the, for some reason they were the only two options I could pick up or if they were already on my roster, I didn't have any more fab left and I couldn't pick anybody up, I'd be going Bates over, over RSJ. Yeah, and really, again, when you look at, at what they played against each other a couple of weeks ago, Bates was the one with the only catch for 29. I mean, he had one catch, 20 yards. He was the top-performing 
uh, tight end in that mix. So it's not it's not like you're going to get superb production out of either one of these guys. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not grabbing these names out of the blue. I'm I'm actually seeing people who have these decisions that they're trying to make. Do they play Ricky Seals Jones? Do they play John Bates? Right. I mean, these are folks that are literally trying to make these decisions. And and in this case, yes, I would definitely go find Evan Ingram if he was there uh, over either one of these guys. Like these guys should not even really even be in the conversation. Yes, one of them managed to find the end zone, but that is just a uh, super outlier. And and look, if that touchdown didn't happen, you're you're sunk. You probably didn't make the the championship. So um, I don't know that I would trust huge touchdown dependent uh, tight ends in my championship game. Uh, cause I can't, I can't afford to take a zero in that, in that account. Um, because the person well, that you're going people, against yeah. could have a Travis Kelsey. Say, when it comes yeah. to, sorry, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to streaming, what people tend to look at is they get, they get caught up in the recency bias. So they typically go to stream the guys that, that have the touchdown in the very, in the, the week before, or cause what you'll see is they'll go and look at the, you know, compared to a projected score, they'll then look at the score last week. And the second they see that double digits, they go great streamer right there. So sometimes you got to look a little deeper and you know so yeah you can see john Bates scored last week and we can sit here and listen to us and tell you that he has the higher snap share and all that stuff is true but it doesn't mean that he's going to be the best streamer available for this week there's going to be other guys out there that you got to still do your own research and look deeper and and try to find the trends where there's going to be defenses that um that give up a, a higher percentage of streaming points to like in areas like the tight end and QB position than other teams do. And and I think that would be the case here where Bates is a, a streamer option over Ricky Seals Jones, but there's probably four or five guys ahead of him ahead of him on the list. Absolutely. Uh, all right. We may even be talking about one of those after the break, but we're definitely getting to some DST streamers, which are close to my heart lately. Uh, so when we come back, we'll go down with the last five of your championship streaming options here, uh, trying to win you a championship title. Hang tight. We'll be right back. College football's championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us, and there is no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL concerts, NBA, and so much more. The championship game is on the line coming up soon. Got to get your tickets for that game. So head over to TickPick to do that because TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge and lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. If you don't believe it and you can find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick is going to give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So don't miss out. Visit TickPick today at TickPick.com slash SGP. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. SGP. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? But of course you are. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. They're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your your fingertips. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. Plus, WinBet has some brand new bonuses. If you bet $5, you can win $400 in free bets. Plus, 
win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests are going to receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse. That's two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. How much fun would it be to take that home? Well, you also get great odds and promos and payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com. As always, we're brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. NFL playoffs are around the corner, and PropSwap has the best odds on Super Bowl futures. If you see a ticket you like but you think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap's going to double it up to $500. Double the cash always means double the odds. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. Last week, Scott from Virginia purchased a Green Bay Packers Super Bowl ticket at odds of six to one when the sports books are only offering plus 450. That's a hell of a deal. Go get it. If you're not using PropSwap, you're definitely missing out. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We are back. It's Rod Gomez of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network along with Andrew LaDuke of Belly Up Sports. We are trying to get you that fantasy football title as you battle for it here in week 17, if you are. I mean, unless you're one of those crazy folks that go all the way out to week 18, which I I don't know, Andrew, I've never been able to... to really put my faith in a last week fantasy championship matchup. How about you? No, it kind of, it kind of makes the rest of the season pointless. If you ask me is it to, to have to run the risk of guys sitting just because to be prepared for the the actual football playoffs. And that doesn't seem fair to, to risk, you know, for some leagues, thousands of dollars in winnings um, on such a, an unknown that can rip your team apart. It makes no sense. Although this season we've been doing it involuntarily, to be honest with you, this big, is stars, true. big stars have been sitting out like crazy. I know I would have loved to have had Travis Kelsey a couple of weeks ago in my Scott fishbowl league, but say la vie, uh, it happens. Uh, so anyways, all right. Speaking of tight ends, we are going to wrap up the tight end position here as we continue on uh, with a, a streaming name that this one I haven't seen pop up a lot. But I'm curious because this is what we talked about just before the break, Andrew. You talked about recency bias. Um, this one's a little bit of recency bias because Mo Ali Cox uh, got you only six uh, points from the tight end position last week. But anymore, that's kind of what you're expecting out of uh, anybody that's not one of the top three. So mm-hmm. can Mo Ali Cox do this against Las Vegas this week? And does that make him a streaming option this week. Widely available. So so what do we say? The fact that he's not getting talked about and guys like John Bates and Ricky Seals Jones are 
massive disservice to this position. And it's, and I think it's part of the reason why the bigger conversation, why the tight end position is so unfairly kind of unvalued and, uh, or undervalued and, and hated on in fantasy football. At least look, this, this is a guy that when he has a history, when given the opportunity, he shows up, he plays hard and he's, he's part of the offense with, uh, with Doyle out last week, he ran 23 routes for a tight end. That is fantastic opportunity. Even with Doyle in, um, the week before, he still had over a 70% snap share. So this guy is in the game. When Doyle is out, he is the top pass catching tight end. And he has a history of being successful. He has good hands. He got trustworthy hands. If Doyle doesn't play again, which is kind of looking like he's not going to, um, I think I put Mo Ali Cox at the top of my tight end streamer list. And the fact that nobody else is talking about it means you can get him easily for sure. And, and if you want to talk DFS for a second, I'm sure I, don't, I haven't looked at what his price is. I'm sure he's cheap. He's a great place to start your lineup around this week. The only question mark is obviously the COVID situation with, with the, the Colts this week is obviously a bit hectic. It looks like Wentz is going to play with the new protocols in place. Uh, but obviously, you never know who's going to pop up last minute on, with a positive test considering it's going around that locker room. You just got to pay attention real close. But that's the only thing that scares me about Mo Ali Cox is the COVID situation. Yeah, and you know, looking back, Mo or uh, Noah Fant last week, three for thirty. Uh, Harrison Bryant got in the end zone the week before that. A couple weeks before that, Logan Thomas got in the end zone. Dalton Schultz got in the end zone. Uh, double digit fantasy points all around. So you know, tight ends have been having some success against these hapless Raiders. So I have a feeling that you're right. If you're going to roll out a, a Mo Alley Cox, uh, you can kind of do it with a little bit of confidence knowing that that he could have success. Where would you put uh, Mo Alleycox? Would you put him over Evan Ingram? That That's kind of a question. I would. He, Like I said, he's top of the streamer list for me. I just think he's the he's the most... He's the guy I have the most confidence in. He's shown the most when he's given the opportunity. He's uh, he's your typical... Uh, you know you know what I kind of, I kind of compare him to? You remember back in the day, um, Pittsburgh tight end... Um. Oh, now I'm, I just blanked on his name. I just lost his name. Um. Was it Vance McDonald? Oh, that does. No, no, no. Be- like before that, like back in the day. Um. Oh god, I can't remember his name now. That's right. There's it, been but- so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Exactly. Well, that's the tight end position summed up right there. But but <laughs> Mo Ali Cox, he's just proven time in and time out that when he's given the opportunity, he's going to show up for his team. He's a team player. He's going to uh, be part of the offense. He's trusted by whoever is behind center there. So no, I usually put him in front of Engram. Like I said, it's, for me, it's Mo Ali Cox at the top, and then everybody else is such a question mark. Um, he, I think he's the only tight end streamer that gives you the opportunity to score over 15 points this week. Oh wow, I love that Heath Miller. By the way, I think that's who you're thinking of. Yes, Heath Miller. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's talk about defenses. My new favorite position in fantasy football uh, because, again, I, I'm just going to say it, Miami came through for me in a big way. I I've, don't know that I've been on the yeah. receiving end of such an amazing miracle on Monday uh, than that was. So here's what I want to do. I want to get you that same miracle. Uh, and, and we could be talking about that at the end of the day with the Bears DST. Boy, do they have a choice matchup against the Giants and the two-headed monster that is uh, their quarterback situation over there. So is this a situation, Andrew, where at the end of the night we're going to be happy that the Bears uh, are your streaming DST, which, by the way, they are mine. Spoiler alert. Uh, No one listens to this in my league, so we're good. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, anyways, (laughs) Bears, Giants, is this a good streaming option this week? Is there anyone else you can pick up? (laughs) Oh, wow, really? 
Look, so look, what what worries me about the Bears is they they're not getting pressure and they're not getting turnovers in the last five weeks. You you, you go back to the past five weeks, they're just not getting the things done to get you the fantasy points, the sacks, the turnovers, um, and even even if the stuff that doesn't get you fantasy points but still changes the game. You know the pressure that they don't get sacks on that just create a dead play. Like they're just not doing that. And what scares me here is that they're out of the playoffs. What scares me here is that the the Giants are out of the playoffs. And also the Giants going with this whole QB committee approach this week could very well create confusion for the Bears defense. There's so many unknowns with what's gonna what this game is gonna look like. It could be an absolute you know mess where there's turnovers galore from both teams. Um, especially considering we don't even know who the starter is going to be on the bear side of the game. Like this could be a defensive game. This could be a game where because nothing matters, they just go out there and, and put on an air show and then they, they just pull out all the stops. There's so many unknowns with this game that I don't want to touch it from, from a defensive standpoint. I think the bears are too vulnerable here to, to get hit with some creative plays between from and, and Glennon. Um, I, I just don't like it. Well, okay, I will tell you why I like it, and it's because I believe that the New York Giants are not a good football team, and they really they're aren't, not. and that's what I'm saying. So, And, and okay, you're right in, in the fact that there isn't a lot of, of points um, to be had from the Giants, So, I mean, the, the Bears' defense so far, but here's the thing, right? I mean, you look back at what the Giants have been able to do over the course of the last few games, and they only put up 10 points against uh against the eagles and it wasn't a very good game so you know again to me it's just about being able to put yourself in a game with a bad team and that's what i ended up doing against with miami right against new orleans miami's defense hadn't been all that great up until then either and they managed to find a way to just absolutely dominate uh, a rookie quarterback and they're gonna uh, chicago's gonna deal with a couple of bad quarterbacks uh, this game. So they could force a lot of mistakes uh, because again, the bears have, have faced some pretty good teams up until now anyways. So uh, they face the Rams, uh, which, you know, and we, I'm sorry, they face the Seahawks, which was a, a decent enough team, right? They face the Vikings, which is a decent enough team, green Bay, Arizona, go back to Detroit and Baltimore uh, where they had a little more success. So their string of, of teams have not have been as bad as the Giants are this week. So I'm counting on that to get me through. And I think it's a good a good enough reason for me to be able to fire him up this week. Well, and that's a very fair point. When you're talking about streamers, like that's the type of thinking you have to go ahead. You gotta you gotta find the take that makes you comfortable and you gotta stick to it. It doesn't matter what you are. I say you gotta stick to your take sometimes. So if that's how you feel, then it look, I feel differently, but your take still at least logically makes sense. Like you can make an argument for it and, and convince someone and that and that works. Yes, it on does. This one, I guess we just th- we just think differently on this one, but that's that's hey, perfectly fine. That's fantasy football, right there. That is exactly fantasy football. In fact, the, uh, my my producers like it better when we don't agree on everything. But uh, that's all right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's both agree that uh, New Orleans is taking on a not good team uh, this week. Carolina is still not all that good. At least we can agree on that. Uh, but does that Andrew make their defense this week a a solid streaming option? And one that is championship worthy by the end of the day. Look, they they are a hot defense right now. Their offense is not may not be the same. They're kind of just getting by, but their defense is playing uh, probably above their weight class right now. Um, they've had some pretty impressive. I mean, to shut out the Bucks, amazing. I mean, no one can argue that. What an amazing showing that was. But even beyond that, yes, I know they played the Jets, but they also played Miami. Who, sure, you hear Miami, you go. 
whatever. That's an easy game. Look, Miami has been hot on offense between Tua, between Waddle, like they they've been they've been doing their thing on offense and they've been making a run here. They know they're now above five hundred and you know there's there's some some outside possibilities that they're going to be able to slide into the playoffs if just enough things happen uh, happen to go their way. But so I like the Saints. I me personally, I put the Saints above the Bears as a streaming option. Um, they're forcing more turnovers. They forced six turnovers in the last five games. Um, you know, they're, they're getting pressure on the quarterback, so they're getting sacks. And, and like I said, that's against, you know, quarterbacks like Tom Brady. It's against two who's super mobile, you know, guys that are hard to bring down. Like, uh, sure, I don't really count the Jets. The Jets game is the Jets are what they are. Uh, but I think the Saints defense is playing well enough to where they are a very viable sleep, uh, streamer option this week. Okay, two reasons I, I want you to be wrong. One, uh, I am going up <laughs> against them in the in the in the finals. Uh, but not two, a good enough reason for me. <laughs> <laughs> you will not accept that. Uh, but here's the, here's the other one too. If if I'm looking back through the log, really they've only had one double digit fantasy point outcome uh, over the last. Uh, God, you got to go back to week eight for the last time they did it. Um, and so. Uh, here's the thing about streaming defenses and, and in the defenses in general in fantasy, it's difficult because uh, you do have to go by sacks. You do have to go by interceptions. You do have to go by, especially the, the uh, occasional touchdown here and there, which they actually got against Tampa, uh, their DST touchdown. So it's difficult to, to want anything more than six or seven points out of these guys. And that's kind of what you've gotten with that Tampa Bay outlier out there at 18 points. So it's hard because they've been giving up points, right? They gave up 34 to Philly. They gave up 31 to Buffalo, 21 to Dallas. Granted, this is Carolina. It's probably going to be more toward the nine or 14 end of it. Um, Sam Darnold. Yeah, I know Sam Darnold. Uh, But here's the thing. Sam Darnold may just end up handing the ball off for most of the night too, just to keep himself from getting completely obliterated. And then that takes away the opportunity for you to get sacks and get interceptions. Um, so, you know, and, and look, people still think Sam Darnold's good. Just that's, that's the thing. And that he may it's protect because the he's ball. probably had his best season in years. If you just look at the beginning half of the season. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just look, like he had his best season in years and that's what people are remembering. So like, I get it. I don't think they're right, but I get it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Darnold, man. Time will tell the tale of Sam Darnold, and and uh, so to you, far to your point of, to your point about what they've been doing recently. Look, the Saints they had like what weeks eight to twelve, so a four week four or five week stretch where they were giving up. They scored less than five fantasy points. Totally fair, but other than that, outside of that, they only scored under five fantasy points once. Week four against the Giants, which is, is a bad showing. It's the Giants, but they've put up double di- digit fantasy points. You know five times the season and, and two of them have been over 20 points. And what that shows me is that they have the capability to show up and get to the quarterback, get make aggressive plays on defense to get turnovers. And if, when I'm streaming on a one week in my championship, I'm looking for the upside because look, any defense can get me five, four, five, six points. What I want is the defense that has the highest chance of getting me 15, 20 points, because that's going to be a difference maker to get me a championship. And I think, out of this list that we're going to talk about, you know, you'll, you'll see hear the other two teams, but also just other teams that are out there available as a streaming defense. I think the Saints have the highest upside, and that's just my point of view. Nope, absolutely, but just not against my team. That's all I ask. Yeah. <laughs> Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and 
even help raise money for charity along the way. They're brand new and they're looking to grow their early adopter community. So get with them because they've got a slick app and it's fun to use. And one of the reasons we love to use it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, get in on some of the prop bets over there on Better Fantasy Plus. They just added a cool bonus. If you can get your entire league to join Better Fantasy, in fact, we are in the midst of doing that ourselves, they'll give the league a $150 gift card to get a sick-ass trophy from trophysmack.com. This is totally free to play. You can download today for the iPhone and the Android. So check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. When did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social, right? When I picture sports betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing around bets in a speakeasy. Well, SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. So head over to SoBet. Io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. This app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR code, links, and among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it is purely competitive. So the next time you're with your friends watching sports, Turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metrics they want as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And of course, don't forget to download that SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store, giving you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts. And while you're at it, toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. It's no secret that I am a gigantic San Francisco 49ers fan, and uh, I definitely love watching them. Uh, maybe not so much at times this season, but quite a bit. Uh, and again, we talked earlier about their quarterback situation, but one thing that is not in question, Andrew, is their defensive prowess, uh, and, and their ability to really cause havoc, uh, to opposing teams. And that's what we're hoping for this week. And that is why they are on this list as a possible streaming option for your championship, uh, um, game. So the 49ers DSE, DST, sing their praises to me, Andrew. Look, they have the safest floor out of all the, the defenses we've talked about, and that's because they're getting pressure. They're getting the sacks. The, the things we keep saying over over you know, over and over here, they're getting the sacks and they're getting the turnovers. Um, so they're getting all the stuff that gets your fantasy numbers. But look, they've been giving up over 20 points far out of the last five games. That's the only scary point. If for some reason they can't get those turnovers, they can't get those sacks this week, then you could be left with a you know a three four point week out of your defense and and that wouldn't be acceptable and that could be the difference in the championship week. Uh, like I said, I think they have the safest floor if they play the way they've been playing. Then yeah, I think you're good for nine ten points, which is I mean well when I say nine ten points, my league does fifteen points to start because we give a five point bonus for for, for shutout. So um, I guess for most leagues, if you're talking about, I guess their floor would be from a ten point starting point, they'd have like a five point floor, five six point floor. So they have the safest out of all the the teams we've talked about. Um, 
like I said, I still like the Saints as an upside, but I think the 49ers are right there as a close option behind the Saints. I think Saints and 49ers should be your two top streaming defenses this week. And you, you know, you're picking on the Houston Texans uh, for this and, and for good cause for the better part of the season. But I don't know what it is about the last couple of weeks, but they decided that they, they thought they could play again. So, you know, with wins against the Chargers <laughs> yep. and the Jags, all of a sudden now I think they've got a little confidence going into it. And and you look at the numbers too uh, over the last two weeks. Davis Mills has only been sacked, uh, what, twice over the last couple of weeks and um, has not been picked off but once against the Jags and the Chargers. So you got to go back to early Davis Mills, uh, especially like in the Rams. Uh, another NFC West opponent where he got sacked five times and picked off once. Those are the those are the games you want to have. <laughs> and he fumbled the ball there as well. So you're you're hoping for pre uh, bye week, pre late injury uh, Davis Mills to show up again, and not this guy that's been on fire for the last few weeks throwing four touchdown passes over the last uh, two games. Um, and really, that's what you're hoping for here, right? Well, they've done it kind of quietly, too. Like, not many people have been talking about the Houston Texans over the last few weeks, but they have been. You're right. They've been doing it. They've been playing pretty good football. Um, And the tweet that kind of got me this week, I saw a tweet this week that made me do a little research was I saw someone say, can we all agree now that Davis Mills is the quarterback of the future for the Texans? And went, it kind of made me stop and go, what? Like, (laughs) are we talking about Davis Mills? But then I did the research and said, you know what? All right, wait a minute. I haven't been paying attention to the Texans. I wrote them off weeks ago, Uh, you know, other than a Brandon Cooks or, you know, like, for fantasy purposes, but for everything else, I kind of wrote them off. Um, they're not wrong. They're playing good right now, but Davis Mills style of football is still very prone to, to turnovers. And it's something that the 49ers, like I said, have been good at it. So, and would I still put the Saints slightly above the 49ers? If I'm comparing the two, yes, but it's close. And it all comes down to if the 49ers can do what they've been doing, then they should come through for you. Yep, I'm totally hoping that that happens. Uh, not just because of you know fantasy, because yes, I want it to win some people some fantasy championships, but I want the Niners to win this game. They need to stop worrying about whether or not they're going to get in the playoffs. And I think Houston mm-hmm. was a free square for so long, uh, maybe not so much anymore. We'll see if we see uh, uh, the the team that beat the Jags and the and the Chargers or the team we've seen all season long. Uh, and hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping for the latter. So. Uh, all right, speaking of teams we've seen all season long, uh, that all of a sudden have a breath of life, and that's the Detroit Lions. They're taking on the Seattle Seahawks, but now the question is, Andrew, because they still are taking on the Detroit Lions, is Seattle to be trusted as a DST streamer uh, this week? Because, you know, again, this is Seattle. We talk about production, talk about how much we can trust them. Can we trust them? No. <laughs> Look, no that's end of story. Answer. We're done. <laughs> that's that's the simple answer. That's not very good for podcasting. So I'll, I'll I'll talk a little more about it. But look, so Detroit's one of those teams that look they're they're interesting right now because they are once again I think they're playing they get some fire in them because they're playing better than they should be. Um, they're getting these explosive performances out of Amon Ron St. Brown, which is something that this team has been looking for. The you know a receiver that can step up and and take over since Galladay left. And in the last couple of weeks, he's been money. Um, he's been, you know, even last week where, like I said, myself, I did not trust Tim Boyle at quarterback and him at receiver to come through for me where I started Derek Carr, which I knew going into the week was a very good possibility. He would put up 10 or less points for me, which he did 7.9. Don't remind me, but the, 
the fact that he still went out there and I think it was like nine for 90 something yards and a touchdown, like, you know, whatever his final line was, I don't figure off the top of my, remember off the top of my head, but the fact that I'm on Ron Brown sent, went out there and did that. And the fact that they might have Deandre Swift uh, back this week. Um, actually, I'll check that while I'm talking here. Cause I, I know he was possibly coming back last week and he didn't, but all those factors and coupled with the Seattle that is, like I said, they're out of it and their defense is just not, a defense that we can trust anymore, in my opinion. Um, I, I think there's better options out there. I think we've already named three of them that are better options than the Seahawks this week. I would play the Bears over the Seahawks this week. Uh, I just don't like it. I, I think Detroit just has more to play for. Um, and and I'm willing to, at this time of the year, I'm betting on what teams are willing to play for because this is the time of year teams check out, and Detroit's not checking out right now. They're not checking out, and that's a, and that's the thing too. Picking on the the Lions has been sort of the thing for a while now for fantasy, and it's just backfired for the last few weeks, especially. And and when you look at because Jared Goff is is going to end up coming back in this, and and Jared yes. Goff is not doing the things that you need for fantasy defenses to score points either. Uh, against Arizona, only two sacks, another NFC West opponent. Against uh, Denver, only two sacks and an interception. So, you know, again, these aren't really translating to, to, to points. And even in games where he did give up, like, three sacks and an interception uh, against Minnesota, they, the team turned around and scored 29 points. So, obviously, that still wasn't a good DST play from the Minnesota standpoint because of the points given up. It sort of negated all of those those positive things that they ended up doing. So, yeah, Jared Goff is not one to give up too many fantasy points. And what's interesting about Goff is that he's been he's gotten a lot of a lot of hate this year, um, which I get, I understand it, but he's been quietly been turning in one of his more efficient years. You know, sixty seven percent completion percentage, which tied him last year, which was his best. Uh, so right now he's tied in that standpoint. But you know, like you said, he's been protecting the ball, and that's been. You know, he's got his low his lowest ever other than the 2017 season with the Rams, his lowest interception percentage. He only has eight interceptions this year, rivaled with in 2017 where he had seven. So, like you said, he's protecting the ball. He's he's making the smart plays to where he's got to throw it out of bounds when he feels the pressure coming, or he's got to just throw it to the check down. You know, all those things equal the stats that I just said, the completion percentage, checkdowns are a big part of that. You know, the low interceptions, throwing it away, that changes the game right there. And, and he's very quietly been having one of his better seasons. Um, and so I'm not willing to play a defense against him that is playing smart football and is playing passionate football at the same time. All right. So there it is. Don't pick on the Lions this week uh, as far as the, the DST is concerned. I still think that Seattle is going to win this game. It's just not going to be pretty. Uh, I just know Agreed. that from a DST standpoint, yeah, Seattle is maybe not the best choice, even though they got the, the Lions, which all season long probably could have gotten you uh, a, a decent amount of points this week. It won't. So, uh, all right, Andrew, I hope we have given everybody enough ammunition to go out there and uh, select a good streamer uh, to get them a, a fantasy championship. And uh, it's crazy. It, it's, it's almost over. And this season, in, in all of its ups and downs, you either walk away after this podcast with a title or you don't. But hopefully you've been listening to this show and you've made it this far. You will win a title. So Andrew, let everybody know where they can find your assistance all over the internet and where they can find you uh, and, and, and where they can get your information. Yeah, you can always find me at, at Real Mr. Mallard on Twitter. Um, I'm on Belly Up Sports and BellyUpFantasySports.com, both of those separate websites. 
uh, writing you uh, fantasy articles. Right now I'm doing a series called Fantasy 2020. I'm taking a look back at the season, see where we messed up uh, coming into the season, where we should have seen some things happen, uh, should have seen some busts coming. Um, just kind of exploring what uh, what could have been uh, and what shouldn't have been um, coming into the season so we can learn going into next season. So uh, I'm already starting to think about next season for you. So tune into me. I got some a lot of stuff planned for the offseason coming your way. So And if you're a golf fan, I know this is a football podcast, but if you're a golf fan, I got a new podcast coming out after the New Year's uh, focused on golf. So check it out. I'll be announcing that soon. Yeah, people got to start looking at what their other hobbies are, though, because the season is quickly coming <laughs> to an end. So absolutely find Andrew all over the Internet. And again, yeah, take his advice. This 2020 is a great uh, it's a great thing he's got going on uh, looking back because nothing they always say, we'll go back and we'll check the tape. Well, this is us going back to check the tape. Andrew is, is helping doing that for us. And uh, we're going to see where we went wrong, where we can get better. And if you aren't in the fantasy championship this year, how you can get there next year it all helps again find this show on the sgpn app while you're at it leave us an app review tell us how much you like this show uh and and of course download the app where you can find all of our shows find me on twitter at rjvia gomez make sure you're following the sgpn fantasy twitter at sgpn fantasy for all your game day help and all throughout the week uh and yeah make sure you're reading the sports gambling podcast website for all of the other advice that we got going on We've got referee reports. We've got injury reports. Um, all kinds of great stuff for you. So, again, good luck this championship season. Please take home that title. Let me know if you did uh, because I'd love to hear about it. So find us on Twitter and do that. So until we talk to you next week after the championships are over, and maybe we'll do a special week 18 if you're still in the championship episode. But until then, everybody, let it ride and good luck. <laughs>